Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Your Health Minute brought to you by Aqua Omega. And today we are talking about a very interesting topic that I think a lot of our listeners are going to be interested in, and that is going to be becoming an influencer in the health and nutrition space. And to help us do that today, we have Ashton Buck with us. So Ashton, you've been on the show with us before, uh, but why don't you take some time to introduce yourself um, to our listeners? For sure. How's it going, Max? Thanks Very for having well. me on again. We've been, I've been on here before talking about Candida, and that's on another podcast. If you're interested, you can go check it out for sure. But my name's Ashton. I'm currently a second-year naturopathic medical student with a background degree in nutrition and dietetics. And you can consider me an influencer. I hate that word if you want to say it, though. And I guess it is what it is. Uh, for the health and nutrition world, because I like to be on social media and have a presence to help educate other people to make their own decisions, because you shouldn't have to go to med school to understand your body. So I try to create this space to make medicine or natural remedies easy to learn about. Of course, I'm not your doctor, not your practitioner. It isn't to take the place of medical advice, but it is a good place to learn about researched evidence-based medicine in the natural world. I like the way you break it down too, because I, you know, obviously we follow you on social media. We love the message you put out and, and how you break it down. It's nice. It's easy. It's digestible information. That's what this whole podcast was for, because I feel like the, you need people like yourself that can speak intelligently, but also clearly about the topics uh, that we're talking about, because, you know, too often people will turn to Dr. Google and and this is like i always describe it as like this giant fire hose of information that's coming at you from all different angles and it can be really confusing um and, and it can be really misleading as well because a lot of times there's a lot of companies that are on there that are trying to sell you a service or a product and it, it just it's completely misleading so it's very important to have that and i think maybe maybe the the term for you specifically wouldn't be so much as a, as an influencer but more as a, an educator like you you brought it like so we're educating about health and that's a really important topic but i wanted to talk about today what it takes to get there right because everybody wants to be have a social influence or social media influence but no one knows how much work goes into this you know they look at you they see you you've got this great opportunity where you're you're I think you're becoming, at least from what I can see, you know, the, a, a very much the face of Healthy Planet, providing a lot of education to their staff and to their customers. But that didn't happen overnight. So I, I'm curious to know, you know, what what went into that? Because I think I, I we've been following you for a while, and I've kind of seen this this progression in your social media space. And I'm curious to know, like, what goes into this? Because I, it's not like flipping a light switch on and you decide tomorrow morning, well, I'm going to have a message and I'm going to be an influencer. Yeah. Was it a decision to become an influencer or, or when did that happen for you? Oh, well, thank you guys for following along and all the kind words that you just said. But I mean, it's been a lot of organic growth that's been happening. And you're going to go through phases where your followers, you're not making content that your followers originally signed up for. And that's just a phase of growth. So you may lose a followers, but then you gain so many more. They're actually interested in your content. So don't get discouraged if that happens to you. But it, I mean, I didn't have like a plan to become an influencer on social media. I just liked posting and educating people. And if they liked it, then they would follow along. And then after that, it just kind of seemed like more and more people were reaching out in my DMs and 
I, back when I was doing my nutrition degree, people would always ask me nutrition questions and whatnot. And as I'm evolving, it's kind of, the questions are getting more complex and that's where I'm not a licensed naturopathic doctor. I'm still a student. So I refer them to other people, but being in air quotes influencer does help you build your own personal brand. It helps build your practice eventually for when you are going to be what you set out to be. So what, what you mentioned building that content. So what were you talking about originally? Just things that interest you or are you trying to find topics that people may be interested in, may gravitate to? Oh, before I was just posting content that I'm interested. I still kind of am just posting content that I'm interested in, but it's also comes to a point where you have a lot of knowledge and you think that it's just common sense that people know these things, but a lot of it isn't. So I just like to share little facts about different health related topics and share the research that I find. And I'm continuously doing research. So Dr. Google, not the, not your best friend. <laughs> and often the top things that pops up are paid ads. So, <laughs> so it's either worst case scenario or a paid ad that's popping up on Dr. Google. So I'm not a big fan of that. So make PubMed your best friend to find research. If you're actually curious about scientific evidence-based research, make PubMed your best friend. Interesting. I find that's why the birth of the influencer became popular was, was because like Mac mentioned, there's so much information out there and we need someone smart and intelligent to go through and filter it all to let us know what's good information and what's bullshit. Essentially. Yeah, you're sure. There's a lot of uh, bullshit out there. So <laughs> too much bullshit out there. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So I like to filter it out for people and make it in such a digestible way. I recently started making reels that are like three seconds long, just explaining simple things or I guess complex things and making it a simple way to understand it. And it's important. I mean, today I, I feel like, you know, building up your, your personal brand or building up a brand or even working with other intelligent influencers becomes really important because you become this credible source of information for people to kind of turn turn to because I think that's how we consume our news for the most part. You know, like when's the last time, you know, people just don't pick up books anymore or go to the library or do research on things. I don't know if, if we're becoming lazier, but I think I, I say this all the time is that we're just all giant children that want to be told what to do and when to do. That's why we like nutrition plans. That's why we like workout regimens. That's why we like, you know, all these things. Do we listen hundred percent? Probably not, but we still like to be told what to do. And we need people to help us break these things down to give us these bite-sized bits of information um, to use them or to at least kind of start that, that process, you know, or even start to even start asking questions about certain things to be like, Oh, were we actually misled. You know, I just read the, or finished reading the great cholesterol myth. And it's like, wow, like, why, why aren't we talking about these things more, more often? So, um, but let's get back to like what, what you did. So, so you started off, you're, you're in school doing your nutrition degree, start posting some things about nutrition, things you're interested in. Some of your friends start asking you, I, I'm just kind of think, seeing this like, like natural progress. Uh, you know, your friends start asking you about health topics, nutrition. Um, so you start talking about it more than, than people you don't know start reaching out to you or start following you. Yeah, absolutely. So it started off as just like people I knew and they would ask me questions and whatnot. And then you gradually organically grew 
other people, like people from the states that never met them before, people from different provinces, and they slide into your DMs and then genuinely ask your opinion on stuff. And that kind of hit home. I was like, wow, people trust my opinion enough that they're going to ask me. And I mean, I'm not giving medical advice or anything like that. I shut that down pretty quick. But I will show them the right path on and tell them to ask their practitioner about XYZ, or I will refer them to a specific practitioner. But yeah, it's all organic. Eventually, I hit this threshold where I was like, I need to look at some marketing kind of strategies. I actually sought after a social media like expert to get some information on how to make my posts more engaging because back then I was so obsessed with the likes. If I didn't get over a hundred likes, I thought my post was shit. And I would honestly delete it. <laughs> I would delete my post because I was obsessed with likes and I sought out some social media marketing experts, so, so they said, to get some advice on how to make my post more engaging. And it actually worked. So, so what kind of tips did they give you? They gave me the ad, ad, ask method. That is probably the number one thing. So three posts. So even if it's a story, so you add value to them, you add more value to them, and then you ask them a question on what they want, their opinion, whatever. So they all feel engaged. Like they're getting something from you and then they're also feeling like they're being heard and being taken into consideration when you make your posts. So I think that's great in a sense that it helps build your brand, but it also creates relationships. You get to interact with the people that are following you. You, yeah, it's being human in my opinion. So I thought that was probably the best takeaway message that they ever gave me was the add, add, ask. I think I've, I've also noticed the, like, well, we've, we've done this too as well, but like, you're very engaging with your audience. So when people ask you questions, you actually take the time to respond. You, you mentioned people sending you DMs, you're responding to them. You know, it, it, social media has, it's social, it's in the name. It's designed to, to be there to communicate. So I, I think what you just said is, is hits the nail right on the head because you can't post at people. You have to have conversations with people so that they feel much more engaged and, and, and committed and invested in what you're talking about. And, and I'm just curious, when did you start doing that? Did you see a huge impact? Did things really start taking off for you at that point? Yeah, I started to see a big impact. I was still probably in my last year of nutrition. So maybe about, oh, when was that? Three years ago, <laughs> three years ago, I started doing that consistently and I saw more than 3,000 followers like just come naturally like I didn't have to go out there and really look for them like I was stuck at like 1,700 followers for forever I could not break the 2,000 mark and I'm on I'm on track to 6,000 so I'm not, I'm not the biggest air quotes influencer but it's about having engaging conversations and honestly to be an influencer you don't need a whole bunch of followers you don't need the number is great but you don't need that to be an influencing type of person and providing good information adding value to some people and brands recognize that 
So we just had some technical difficulties, but Ashton, you were just talking about um, following the number of followers that you had on Instagram and how you were stuck at 1700 for a long time. Yeah, so I was stuck at 1700 for a very long time. It was really hard for me to break 2000. It wasn't until I started consistently doing the ad, ad, ask method. And then I saw organic growth. It wasn't hard to build your community of people after that. So I don't have a whole bunch of followers. I have roughly 5,500 followers. And you don't need a lot of followers to become a said influencer. If you are posting quality content, you are an engaging person, and you are just posting consistently and sharing good content, brands recognize that and they see the power of the influence that you have. So the number of followers, don't get discouraged if you are interested in becoming a influencer, air quotes, or somebody that has a social media presence. The number of followers doesn't really matter. Of course, brands love it if you have like 100,000 followers because you have that much reach, but are you engaging? Are you posting dull content? Like it doesn't matter if you're just pretty. Are or handsome. Are they, I was just going to yeah. say, are they, following you like, the right, are they following you for the right reasons or, or not? Because, you know, like you see some of these things and like, you know, Calvin's our, our resident TikTok star and he, <laughs> he, he took, took charge of our channel and, you know, we're having a lot of fun with that and some kind of light, fluffy, funny content. Um, and it's fun, but sometimes you go on those channels and you see, you know, some of these girls and guys that have millions of followers and it's like, but why are they following you? You know what I mean? Like it doesn't, mm-hmm. yeah. you're, you're, you're not adding any value to, to what they're, they're doing. You're not really engaging. There's nothing that's there that's really going on. So how much value mm-hmm. is there to that until they move on to the next thing, right? Like it's, there's no, there's no yeah. substance to it. You know, there's, there's something that's missing. So like you said, you can't always put that much weight into, you know, having tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of followers, especially if you're just talking at people and you're not actually engaging with them. Yeah. Eventually that candle, that candle's going to burn out. Right. And you're going to, you're, it's going to, you're just going to fade and there's going to be nothing left versus actually building some substance, building a community, building your brand. And I think that's, that those are really good fundamentals to build off of. You are preaching to the choir, my friend, and it's way more than just a pretty face. <laughs> a pretty so face it really helps you, but you need to have that meat and potatoes. Calvin, show show the forehead crinkle real quick. This one, right? <laughs> well it's interesting i I mean max was saying (laughs) i've noticed a trend at least with our tiktok is the more times max and i do a video where we take our shirts off we get a lot of more followers and it's it's something that happens and it's like is it people who are interested in their health or not i mean the answer is no but i'll say like once we get through a lull because everyone will experience this where you have some you know a lot of really good videos with a lot of engagement and then you just kind of hit a plateau and, you know, you're yeah. posting every day, you're doing really well. And that's when you start to look over, you know, and I'm like, maybe I just need to take my shirt off again. <laughs> but but yeah. then that's like a slippery slope. So you need to have like the mental fortitude to just keep going through it. Um, and I do yeah. wonder, you, you mentioned getting discouraged. How do you deal with getting discouraged whenever you feel like you're doing everything right, but maybe your followers are staying the same or even going down? Yeah, I've definitely felt discouraged and social media breaks are real where you just sometimes need to take a step back and let it reset 
and then it's not so much like resetting like your Instagram or whatnot because people mm -hmm. honestly don't care. If you don't post, they're like, Meh, whatever. But it's mentally taxing for you. So just taking a day or two off to reset, maybe go back to the drawing board, see what people are liking, what they're not liking, talk to people because just even like social media anxiety can turn into like real world anxiety or depression. So talking to people about it mm -hmm. and it might even seem embarrassing because I've felt embarrassed for feeling that way. People are like, why do you care so much? And I'm like, because it's important to me. That's why. <laughs> so don't feel ashamed, especially if you're trying to make social media your job, talk to people, take a social media break and then go back to the drawing board and keep, posting stuff that you like don't post mm -hmm. things that you think other people like post things that you like because those are the type of people that you want on your page people that's that are true. interested in the same things as you yeah. and that'll make sure that you keep enjoying what you're doing if you're doing something you like opposed to doing something what other people like it'll help yeah. prevent the burnout for sure absolutely people can feel people can feel when things are genuine and when they're forced or faked right like like mm -hmm. you said earlier when you mentioned you didn't like the term or when we were chatting before the show, you don't like the term influencer because you're not trying to sell people anything. I feel like we take a very similar approach to, to our social media where it's very, you know, sometimes it's light, it's fun, it's educational, but yeah. it's never forcing anything because I think that's, that's the primary objective. We're here to educate and to bring value to people. Um, yeah. And if you can do that properly, then, then you get some really good engagement and you get really good results. And also it's fun. Like we, we started taking this approach, Calvin, now what, like a, almost a year ago, something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, about that. And it's like, less. We, we've never had so much fun doing, you know, doing what we're doing. And, you know, we don't take things too seriously because we're doing things that we like. And if you like it, great, follow, you know, follow along because we're having a lot of fun doing what we're doing. So, and you can feel that through the content that you're putting out, putting out there as well. Um, I'm curious though, how many, if you had to estimate how many hours a day, week, are you putting into into building your pl your platform and your brand? Well, considering that I am hired by Healthy Planet and I make a lot of content for them, but also for myself. So all things combined, how much is going? Because when you're building up on their platform, you're you know there's a there's a direct benefit to you or correlation to your personal brand because it's still your if you're becoming their face, you know there's still people maybe yeah. going over to your page, getting your information. So all things you know considered. How, many, how much time do you think you're having to dedicate? I treat it like a job, so 40 hours a week. Mm -hmm. it's a That's job. a lot of time, right? Yeah. So, it's, like, if it's, you're... It's job, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, in case, you know, I know you mentioned this at the start of the show, but you're also balancing your, your schooling at the same time, right? So you need to be really organized uh, to be able to accomplish that because I'm sure you're putting 40 hours plus a week into your schooling as well. Oh yeah, it definitely goes down a little bit when I'm doing doing school because I have priorities and whatnot, and that is my number one. But also because it's basically what I talk about every day, and it's what I do every day. <laughs> it doesn't seem like a job. So forty hours a week sounds really daunting, but when you use it for something that you genuinely like and you talk about, it's easy to talk about. Like it's not hard. Then it doesn't seem like forty hours a week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think something else that's important too is like to not not feel, you know, silly or ashamed when you're doing what you're doing. Like if your goal is to do this, you mentioned, you know, people, why is this so important to you? Well, it's, you know, if it's your goal to, to do this, you know, for a living or to have your message heard or for whatever reason you have, 
then it's okay for that to be important to you. And Calvin, maybe you can talk about, you know, or both of you can talk about this, but like, you know, editing videos, I'm assuming you're doing all your own editing and you're doing all your own, you know, uh, text on your videos. You're, you're uh, like, how did you become good at that? Yeah. How, how did you become good at that? You know, or what does it take to become good at that? Because if I had to take charge of our social media accounts by myself right now, it would, there would be a steep learning curve for me. Oh yeah. It's a lot of frustration. Adobe Premiere Pro hate that thing with a passion. Yeah. I use the, it's like the shortcut version. I use Adobe rush. <laughs> and, oh, and it's smart. Like, Can you get that on your computer? Yeah. 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 yeah you get it on your computer for sure. Oh. Okay. I need to it's get It's like that the beginner too. mode, it, which is, it's more geared towards like quick content. You know, we're not making a movie. We're not making a sh commercial. We're making a 30, 15 to 30 second video with some easy transitions and some text on screen with some music. Right. So I think that That's program. Exactly what I do. Why do I go through the headache of Adobe Premiere Pro? <laughs> yeah, no, I I would recommend Rush. It, it is much easier to use, for oh, sure. Okay, That's, mm -hmm. I'm getting that. As soon as we get off this, I'm totally downloading Adobe Rush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's so it's, much fun. Thanks. <laughs> one thing but, I wanted to ask though is, so we've been using Rush, and you mentioned it earlier for you know Reels on Instagram or TikTok. How do you know what platform to to post your content on like do you have you know what I, what if instagram dies tomorrow like facebook is about to you know where do you go next so do you focus on one platform or all of them or, or how do you decide i generally focus on instagram i know it's bad to put like all your eggs in one basket but i also am on tiktok but not as regularly as i am on instagram because i feel like it's more versatile i don't think that instagram's going anywhere soon mm -hmm. it's booming right now if anything it's expanding so i really like instagram but i should be on tiktok more but i try to do when i try to make reels i actually make it on tiktok this is my like biggest life hack by the way i don't feel okay. like nobody knows about it i make all my videos on tiktok and i save it as a draft and then i screen record the draft so it doesn't have a little tiktok logo yes that's smart and, I, and then i crop it so there's no like weird extra black edges Mm -hmm. And then I upload it to Instagram. Perfect. And then do you use like the Instagram music or do you just use like the default music that comes with I just use the default music, but it's been working for me so far. So, and then, I, and then after I do that, then I'll upload it to TikTok. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. I find a lot of people, especially my age in their mid thirties are like, oh no, I don't use TikTok. I don't do TikTok. I just watch Instagram. And it's like, you do realize all these Instagram videos are just stripped from TikTok. They're like, yeah, yeah, but I'm more comfortable here. So... I'm more comfortable here. Well, yeah. I mean, whoever the per whoever the person was that made the chlorophyll trend, they need a raise because what, that was what is that trend? You got you didn't hear about this chlorophyll trend? No, for no, our let's listeners. Start who, who let's heard. start an omega three trend. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Yeah, let's make okay. We need to make an omega three now trending on TikTok. I mean, it's better, way better for you than chlorophyll. But I like this. I like this but, idea. But yeah, there is literally a chlorophyll shortage at healthy planet because so many people watch TikTok and they bought all of the chlorophyll it's still trending right now so chlorophyll is still like on a shortage we're getting much better but it is very high demand so whoever made that a thing they need mm -hmm. to raise this is great <laughs> this is like the tide pods that was killing people however tide oh, was no. selling a record yeah. amount of pods yeah so let's make an aqua omega trend that'd be cool yeah, yeah, I'm on board for that. I like that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. 
That'll be good. We'll get Cal we'll get you guys to star in it. Calvin's already semi TikTok famous, so we'll, yeah, we'll, you'll have to show me his moves. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, my moves are involves- post constantly and then just hope one catches fire. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's, the That's it. it. Honestly, social media is a volume game, right? Like you have to compete in a, in a in a sea of noise with a bunch of other people that try to make noise, and you have to be the most consistent and the loudest. And you can't, you know, discount or get discouraged if something doesn't pop or doesn't go the way you want. Um, the way I see it, anyway, is that all of this content that we put put out there is evergreen. It just lives out in the internet forever, and you never know when someone's going to come on it or come across it. And Calvin, I think you were talking just earlier. There was one of our our silly videos we did, you know, on TikTok. That's got that's got uh, that we thought was nothing, and yeah. now it's approaching a million a million views or something like that. It, it's ri- it's ridiculous, yeah. but it's nice. It's worth, it's worth the effort, right? Like it's mm-hmm. something that's so simple, and it and it's totally worth worth the effort. So, um, how much time do you think, like, for someone new that's getting into the space, you know, a- aside from like some kind of fluke that happens where you become an overnight <laughs> sensation? How much time do you think it takes or how much time did you put in before you started to catch some traction, traction and start to be approached by brands? Like you mentioned, now you're, you're doing some work with Healthy Planet or you're doing work with Healthy mm-hmm. Planet. Um, how much time did it take before, you know, brands like that started to take notice? Um, so back in the day, I used to work for another company, a supplement company, and I that started to make educational videos and they like they were so super noob like on my on my mac with the photo booth thing make filming a video mm-hmm. uh and then i would upload it to my facebook and whatnot so that's where it really all started and then after that so that was probably i worked for that company like all through university so after i was done there that's when everything started to kind of bloom so I would say probably about three, four years ago. Okay. And that's okay. when I really bloom. It wasn't anything like people, like partnerships came to me where they'd be like, they'll send you free product for like a promotion on your page or something like that. And I still get a lot of those and I say no now. But Interesting. Were you ever burned by a brand or an offer? What are ones maybe some influencers or potential influencers should steer away from if they don't want to kind of waste their time or even look or even look out for yeah because i know there's yeah. a lot of scams out there because i feel i feel like early on when you're trying to do this it feels like you i feel like you you may want to say yes to everything right it's like oh yeah i'm getting some attention this brand wants to like take you know wants to use my likeness or use this or use that but do you have some advice should should you steer away from certain some of these opportunities or or offers yeah definitely Think about yourself and what you align with. So does it make sense for you? Because you are now going to be your own brand. So whatever you promote, people think that that's what you believe. So make sure the product or whatever they're selling aligns with your beliefs. And also when you get a DM being like partnership opportunity and it's like, we will give you 70% off this product with this code. It's like, no, no, no. (laughs) So you're going to give me this discount, but then I still have to buy your product to promote it on my page to all my followers. Yes. If you have to spend money, you are not <laughs> working no, for them. You are the customer. Exactly. So I've had a couple of those in my DMs, which I literally just ignore because, yeah, why am I paying to buy your product to promote your product? Mm-hmm. Also, I just I don't see. really like it was, And I find that one's a lot of like jewelry or watches and 
clothing kind of things that I just don't really align with. So I ignore those. But also, you want to like creep their page. Creep their page. Do they have an okay following? Do they have a website that shares full transparency about their product? Can you talk to them about how you're going to get paid? when your post is going to be on their page or if the post is just going to be on your page because that's a big one because I like to do partnerships where it's on both because why am I only the one sharing your content you should be promoting me as well it's a it goes both ways look for looking for mutually beneficial relationships where you can also help to grow your your own personal brand absolutely but yeah so you should never pay for your product that you're going to promote. <laughs> you should have full transparency with the company that you're going to be working with. And you should ask them if there's more opportunity to grow. So if you really like them, then be bold. Ask them if there's opportunity to grow. If you like what I do, is there an opportunity for me to eventually get paid by you rather than just getting paid in product? So. I think that's an important question to ask. I feel like people are generally probably too timid to ask those types of questions or you're too afraid to rock the boat to kind of, you know. Yeah, I know what you lose the opportunity. Yeah, you're going to lose. You're like, oh, oh yeah. ask questions. I'm going to lose this opportunity. And it's like the first time I'm getting some attention. But it's like, you know, if you're doing well and you're getting some offers, you don't necessarily always have to take the first one that comes along. You can. Let a few pass, you know, the, the, what is that? The more you say no, the more they're going to want you. So it's okay. It's okay to say no. It's okay to turn some things down and it's okay to wait for the right opportunity because, you know, a bad opportunity could could ruin some of the good ones that might be just around the corner. So it's okay yeah. to be patient. I think I think people want to rush things too much and, and, and a lot of times they don't want to be patient. If I'm listening to your timeline, you know, it took almost a full four or five years to get where you are today based on the time that you started. And yeah. I don't know if you were always putting 40 hours a week in, but, yeah. you know, likely, likely you were, you were scaling up to that, you know, before this opportunity came up with Healthy Planet, you were very, you're still very active, but you've been active on social media for, you know, the better part of two or three years now. So these opportunities yeah. are coming up, but you're creating these opportunities because you're creating the content um to generate these opportunities to get the eyeballs on you so you know I, I think it's you don't underestimate the work it doesn't just take you know and even also like i mean what we found is really kind of fun and engaging is to go engage with other people that we think that are aligned with us you know you know i see that a lot as well you know we do a lot of social media engagement um and going engaging with what other people are posting and talking about as well and a lot of times when we're going to do those things if i'm the one doing it or calvin like, i see that you know oh ashton was on ashton was part of this conversation as well or she's on this she's on this thread or she's commented on this post as well you know so i think yeah. that's really important as well and that that all comes into like you know what you're doing and the amount of effort that you're putting in to generate conversations and relationships online mm -hmm. yeah even in the right places yeah i, I was just going to say because there's so many times there'll be like a hundred positive comments and there's one negative comment i'm like this is a hater and i'm like I'm just, oh i love haters and it's just like how do i deal with this hater do i do a video response do i just ignore it what, what do you think is the best thing to do so my opinion is don't make it like public i mean if they had respect, they would have DM'd you mm -hmm. and had a conversation with you versus just tearing you down on your post for publicly for everybody to see. Mm -hmm. I think that's rather rude. But the way that I approach that is I don't respond to their posts that their public post, I mm -hmm. will DM them. 
to actually okay. see what's going on and have a conversation with them versus <laughs> being just out there trying to bash heads or trying to prove who's wrong and who's right because mm-hmm. I haven't got time for that. Okay. It's so easy <laughs> I, to fall into that trap too. Oh, I know. I, I try not to be a keyboard warrior. Some mm-hmm. people just love that. I'm just oh, not. Sure. No. Yeah. You're always, I mean, I heard this. Really <laughs> it, burn, it, burn, it burns me up sometimes when people just send dumb, like, I'm like, get out of here. Like, how do you have all this time oh, to make these, these like negative comments like do you just sit there and troll and want to be negative like i you know i like to think i don't have time for that sometimes i'm guilty of engaging and just kind of like man you need to ed- you need to educate yourself more you know it's like oh all omega threes are snake oil yeah okay like oh my god i saw let's, that let's, comment. Let's, let's talk about let's talk about let's talk about like the the almost you know the thousands of studies that have proven this to be effective. No, let's feature the one or let's, let's reference the one that's not good or something like that. Or remember that time, Calvin, someone had pulled off that, you know, that the, they didn't want to pay for the report. So they snippet the the headline in the, in that report there or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was a headline. Was yeah. And in their yeah. screenshot, you can see they hadn't even paid for the article. So all they read was the headline. <laughs> it's oh. like, you didn't even pay the dollar. Oh, no. the so you picked up the clickbait, you made these assumptions and it's like, you know what, we're, we're out here, we're trying to provide a really good service. Same thing as you're doing. If you yeah. want to spread some hate, go do that somewhere else. I don't got, I don't have time for you. Like, it, it's, oh, yeah. there's, there's no time for that negativity. We're trying to mm-hmm. have a good positive message and, and that's it. You know, make your own, make your own decisions or assumptions from there. You really do need to have so. a thick skin when, when you're putting yourself out there. Even still, I find just putting yourself out there all the time can, can have this effect on your self image. Uh, yeah. Like, I know it's like if I have a photo shoot coming up, it's like, okay, I'm just going to only eat chicken and rice for uh, the next month. <laughs> been there. I've been there. <laughs> right. And it, it's hard. It's hard to like, you know, wrap your head around it. And it's like, I see it in other people all the time. I'll take a picture that I think is great. And they're just like, oh, I hate it. And I'm like, what? What do you hate about this? They're like, look at, look at my eyebrow right there. I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm like, only you see that. But it's, it's so hard to look at a picture of yourself and not find uh, something terrible about it. Oh, I'm you're speaking to the choir again because my past with bodybuilding and whatnot, nitpicking the body and doing photo shoots for like brands because I was sponsored by them. So yeah, it's hard. You want to always make the like give them the best quality product, which is the picture of yourself <laughs> that mm-hmm. you can. So it's hard, but it takes time. I've come over I've overcome that and now people just take pictures. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> it yes. is what it is. This is what I look like. So what about being being a, a, a female influencer? There's got to be a ton, like, there's got to be some creepy, pervy guys trying to hit up the DMs and kind of sending you some aggressive messages and stuff like that. There just has to be. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't understand it. Like, there was this whole thing I was reading about, like, you know, females, influencers in the sports space. And it's, like, with big enough followings, you know, there's, like, stalkers. There's, like, unsolicited, you know, genital pics that get sent there's like all this stuff it's like it's super aggressive so you must experience that to a certain degree where where people yeah. are sending you all these getting just getting aggressive or you know like my favorite dms are do you do you need a sugar daddy it's like no oh, no, no i don't thank you though but honestly like i don't i try not is that to a real thing that happens for real like that's guys, like, like their favorite thing to do are you looking to get spoiled every day like <laughs> 
Oh, are guys like, are guys, like they don't know they don't see that you're 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 uh you're studying naturopathic medicine you're a student you know like you know a good career ahead of you like I all these things like, i don't know yeah. who knows but uh, yeah go and ask some people some girls on instagram if they've ever received a dm like that you'll probably say yes but it's, it's unreal as a guy you don't really get that that kind of attention very often but i was talking to a friend who said imagine like a panhandler who's just every time you leave your house like oh do you have some money and you're like no I'm like please do you have some money and you're like no and you just walk away and the next person is also asking for money and then the person <laughs> after that is also asking it's like that's what it's like to be a woman in front of the camera all the time it's just like every single person you come across wants something from you and mm -hmm. you can't just be polite non you know but you're supposed to be otherwise you know you're seen yeah. as you know. Said, that, that comment i made was not it's not to sound sexist or anything i just think there's different challenges involved in that and i think honestly sometimes guys can just be some guys not all guys but some can just be so ignorant and, and like yeah it's it's like i don't know where you think that message is gonna go like it, it, it's crazy yeah i mean i shut them down pretty quick uh, or i just don't even respond i usually just don't even respond i just ghost them mm -hmm. um but generally, they're usually people that aren't engaging in my content. They're not people that ask me genuine <laughs> questions. So just, it, I feel like it's spam. So it might be. Yeah. Spam. I don't know. But I actually don't get that many. I have either put up a firm boundary and people know it. I don't get a lot of that. I also don't wear like really revealing clothes when I make my videos. So I know some people... It's like they'll wear a really low cut shirt or they will show their abs and whatnot. And once in a while, like if I'm doing a workout, then I'll like just take a picture of me in my workout clothes and that's about it. But I put up firm boundaries and I don't try to overexpose the way I look or sexualize the way I look. I'd rather people come follow me because of my education mm -hmm. and what I have to say. Rather isn't, than that, isn't that a little controversial though right there? Like even if you, like, if you wanted to to dress that way, like, or if that was your choice, it should just be okay. You shouldn't feel objectified because you decide to to wear a certain outfit or, or decide to do a video yeah. yourself working out. Like, I it seems totally a little ridiculous agree. that you have to keep that in mind when you're creating your content because of some rude, ignorant person that's going to try to be really aggressive, um, yeah. either on the messages or your DMs. I totally agree with you. And it kind of brings back to, do you remember when they were talking about healthcare practitioners that are female, that they can't wear a bathing suit because it's unprofessional? Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. Get out of here. Please. In those studies and whatnot, uh, there was a big study that was posted saying that like it's unprofessional for female like healthcare practitioners to wear bathing suits and post about it on social media or stuff. And, and I think that's totally wrong. Like you should be able to post a bikini picture like every other person just out at your cottage hanging out with your friends like you took mm -hmm. a, a picture in your bathing suit like you should be fine and not have to be sexualized because that doesn't make you less of a doctor doesn't make you less of a healthcare practitioner. It makes you a human. It makes you more relatable. Yeah. you like, what do you wear when you go swimming? Mm -hmm. A bathing suit. My jeans, of course. My jeans. Yeah, my <laughs> jeans and sweater. <laughs> 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 no, that's ridiculous. I, I didn't see that. that I, that's an interesting study that they would come up with that to be able to. Oh yeah. To it try was... to determine that it's not okay to be able to wear to wear a swimsuit as a healthcare practitioner. That's absurd. Yeah, it was ridiculous, and there was a lot of flack. It was a big thing last year. Mm -hmm. 
It does yeah. feel like we're trending in the right direction and correcting this, but I feel like we still have a lot, <laughs> you know, a lot of way to go. I agree. Mm-hmm. Too much ignorance. I mean, I think people just, they, they think because you're, you're putting content out there that instantly they're allowed to objectify or to criticize or to do, do those things, but it takes guts to put yourself out there. You know, it takes, it takes a lot of guts. You start to create some content. You, you know, you have to be, first of all, like, you know, I, I like to say, get comfortable being uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you know, because and in, even just getting in front of the camera, it's funny. Like, you know, we, until I started to really step in front of the camera for us, it was like, it was weird. It's weird to have a camera in your face until is. you do it. It's still, yeah. I mean, it still is. Sometimes it takes three or four or 10 or 20 takes before we get it right sometimes. But like, it, it feels weird to do that. It also still feels strange sometimes to see myself talk. I'm sure you feel the same. You know, you watch, you watch yourself talk or you see yourself in some content. It, it feels, it feels strange. Um, and you have to be vulnerable. I mean, I think, you know, just being able to tell, speak your truth or tell some personal experiences, you know, like I remember we did the, you talked about your candida cleanse and you talked about your personal experience. I think that's important too. I think it makes, it brings a really human aspect to the entire, the entire picture of like what you're, you're presenting and what you're selling. I mean, everybody, you know, we're all humans. It's just about connecting on that, that really human level. Yeah. I try to make my posts relatable because it shouldn't be dry. Like why, why does medicine or medical stuff always have to be dry? Like Mm -hmm. learning about it, make it relatable. That's why I just posted one today about nursing your hangover. Um, I'm not promoting alcohol consumption, but alcohol is like a common thing that people drink and they enjoy it. It's social, whatever. So I don't want people, I don't want people to feel crappy all the time. So I'm going to tell them, how to maybe feel a little bit better after that hangover. So, but I would do it. It's important, especially when you start getting older, like us guys, <laughs> when you guys have some kids, you have to like, when you have kids, you got to like double nurse the hangover. Cause it's like, you're, you're nursing your hangover and then you got your spouse's, your spouse's hangover. Cause usually you're going out together and then yep. you've got like the kids, which are like an extra layer of hangover because they still need all of the attention and entertainment. And so <laughs> it's, yeah. They become less frequent or let alcohol becomes less interesting as you get older. That's for sure. Cause you got to make a plan for that night and then you got to make a plan for the next day. Yeah. Well, for <laughs> three days, sometimes, sometimes when you get older, it's a three day plan. I'm going to have to nurse this thing for like three days. That's a big one. Um, so yeah. let's, let's just, do you have like any, tips or tricks like if you have to say someone that's listening today that's just kind of curious or starting out uh in their social media kind of path you know sometimes it feels like you're late to the party um or you're you're kind of or if you're not having instant success it's easy to get discouraged but but what if you had to put like you know your top tips together for a new person to social media that would like to get to where you are today yeah so you're never late to the party you can always start whenever also, if you are not having good into success, look, take a step back and look at your profile. Does it look like it's engaging? If somebody was coming to look at your page, does it look like they're going to learn something? Or is it, like we said, just like pretty pictures? Which is sometimes why people have followers. I totally get that too. But if you want to sell yourself, make a brand for yourself, you want to have kind of a niche 
or people understand why they're coming to your page. You need to have a reason for people to come to your page because they see you as a resource. If you're trying to do like an educational or if, yeah, I mean, or if you like recipes or if you like photography or you're a photographer or anything, like you need to have that niche so people know, oh, they think of something and they're like, oh, I'm gonna go check out their page because they always post about that kind of stuff. So having a niche is really important and I know it's tough if you feel like you don't have a niche, then at least post about things that you like because that is genuinely consistent. So post about things that you like. It's not gonna feel like it's a job if you're doing that and make it fun. I mean, who cares if you only get 30 likes? You put that out there, people see it. Sometimes people scroll by, they see it, they're like, oh, great post and they forget to like. So don't get discouraged if you don't have a lot of likes going on. It's only going to get better if you continuously post and make it engaging and fun and active. You can include things like asking a question in the comments, like leave your leave your opinion in the comments or type yes if you agree and just leave engaging things for your followers so they feel like they're included in your post that you have them in mind and they want to see and they want to see that you want to see who's like-minded. People love getting along with people, finding out people who have similar beliefs to them. So just make that community and respond to your DMs. <laughs> but as number one, respond to your DMs, even if it's just someone leaving a hard eyes on your story, say, mm -hmm. leave them a heart or leave them, say thank you. Don't yeah. leave them on red and don't, I, I personally hate this, the like bomb. You ever like, like you said, in like a really long paragraph and all they do is double tap and like it. It's like, oh, no, no. Do, do you know me. something I would like to do moving forward is actually reply with a voice memo. I feel like that's a nice touch of person. You're just like, oh, you're not just a random person. It's like you actually took the time to just say, oh, thanks for liking that, <laughs> you know, as a voice memo. I think yeah. that's something that we're going to see more and more moving forward because it just gives you that extra personal touch that, oh, they talked to me, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's true. That's very true. That's something that I really struggled with because I personally hate voice memos. <laughs> whenever, oh, yeah. whenever I see one sent to me, I'm like, Ugh. oh, no, no. But if you respond with one, it's very different. <laughs> but it's different if we give it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because they want it. They're reaching out to you. They want it, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's very true. I mean, when people like leave that to me, I'm like, Ugh. yeah, unsolicited voice memos are not cool. <laughs> <laughs> For me, at least, because I got to find a quiet corner and listen to it, and which is fine. And I totally get it. I totally sent a voice memo today, and then I followed it up with saying, I'm so sorry. I hate when people send me voice memos. Respond when you can. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think like leaving a short little thank you, that's totally cool. I think that's nice. Maybe I'll steal that from you, Cal. <laughs> Right now. So if I so if I'm summing that up, I'm hearing, you know, the the volume's important, consistent messaging, uh, engagement and loving what you're talking about. And that that all signs to sum up what you're you're saying. Um, and keep in mind, like even if you're putting, you know, it's something that came to mind is there's a lot of insecurity. So if people say, leave a comment, if you, you know, leave a comment or leave this, you know it could take six or seven times for people to see something before they actually start to engage with you. And also if you're engaging with other people's content, people that you're following, they're also much more likely to engage with your, with your content. So, yeah. 
so have fun you know try some things get out there uh make yourself vulnerable get comfortable being uncomfortable and if, if this is really what you want to do you need to be prepared to commit and and do like ashton and put your your 40 hours a week and treat it like a full-time job and balance it with everything else you've got going on in your life so so good luck to everybody that's hopping onto this journey um you can follow ashton at ashton buck i like to keep it nice and simple so that's nice and simple and you can also find a lot of her content over at healthy planet she does a lot of amazing stuff for them and these really cool backroom chats where she talks about different supplements um, and health issues which is very cool and you know our handle so you can always follow us and uh and check out our tiktok calvin's always doing something funny on there so <laughs> thanks again guys for for listening this is a great show i hope you guys learned something or you've been inspired to go out and and do the thing that you've always wanted to do thanks again ashton for being on the show and uh we'll have we'll hope to have you on again soon thank you guys